Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jack from Anytime Fitness out of Surrey, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you here and to really learn more about your Anytime Fitness locations. Um, I think this is the first time that I've ever chatted to an Anytime Fitness across the pond. So <laughs> I'm excited to learn more. But before we really dive into any of that, Jack, just give me like a little bit of background here. You know, what was it ultimately that made you decide to get into the fitness business and become a gym owner? Yeah, I kind of came from a slightly different background to, I presume, a lot of people. I, I didn't have a, a fitness background and I didn't have a, um, I, I didn't have a big interest in the fitness industry, to be perfectly honest. I used to be a golfer, so I played professional golf way back when. Um, worked in the golf industry for about kind of eight, nine years. Got slightly kind of fed up with the industry and I really, I've always wanted to work for myself and I've always wanted to um kind of set up something on my own so I started looking at franchising and I looked at everything I looked at subways I looked at insurance companies and I stumbled across any fitness um, and the kind of business model hooked me in. it was it was it was a business model I could see could be scalable um, more so than a lot of other things and it was also appealing I mean the fact that the gym industries it, it, it's got a more fun vibe I mean a lot of young people work in here and it's it, it you know sort of struck me as a more fun type of place to work than a lot of other places I was looking at so made the inquiry and um yeah kind of about seven eight months after that initial inquiry I opened the first club so it was a pretty um kind of full full-on process from there on really yeah yeah so like you've kind of always had this desire to like work for yourself Mm. And I admire that because I've always kind of been the same way. Like, yes, I wanted to work for Disney, but I knew that like someday, somehow I would have some kind of business of my own. Um, and so really looked at different things, found any time. And so for our listeners, give us your elevator pitch of your Anytime Fitness locations. Tell us who you are, the different services you provide, kind of paint a picture so that we really grasp and understand the business model as we chat about it here on the show yeah i um so our three anytime clubs are in surrey which is kind of a suburban type part of near london in the uk so we're about kind of an hour from london all our clubs are within about sort of 30 minutes of one another geographically in a car so um they're quite similar they're kind of into community towns they're not in sort of big city center type gyms that's one of the things that we kind of wanted to stay away from i kind of we kind of felt like we could build a better community vibe in these kind of smaller type pocket towns which is sort of where we focused on um so yeah that's kind of where we are with them i mean our our, our, our clubs we run quite differently the two, two of them are sort of quite mature they're like six seven years old and one kind of escapes the, the covid pandemic with the COVID, I mean, obviously we know what happened in America, that there was lockdowns and things, and it was a sort of similar situation in the UK. So we had, we, we, we were hit pretty hard as an industry over here um, with kind of how long we were locked down for, the kind of help that we got. So our two clubs that were existing that went into the lockdowns got, got hit quite hard, um, as everybody's did. And our newer club kind of managed to kind of weather that storm a bit more easily because it hadn't yet built a membership base. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of an overview of kind of where our three clubs are. Okay. And uh, in terms of services at the clubs, is it your typical membership? People come in, they do their own thing, or are there any other services available at the, the facilities? I mean, 95% of what we do is people doing their own thing. Um, we, we try to onboard members as well as we can. Um, we try to be as inclusive as possible to all people. So we're certainly not, we certainly don't aim to cater just to kind of, you know, gym girls and know what they're doing. So uh, at the flip side, we, we have a larger member base um, than, you know, our, our kind of gyms have 13, 1400 members in each. So we can't, we can't have that boutique feel as much as, as much as some places could. So we try, 95% of our members just like to fob in, do their work and leave and, you know, probably forget about us for the rest of the day. Um, we do have personal training on offer. We do do group X classes and things like that. So we have those things on offer. I'd be lying if I said they were a huge part of our thought process, the way we run our business. Our fundamental kind of overview on it is clean, friendly, you know, accessible, convenient, you know, ticking all those boxes really. And if people want that extra mile, they want personal training, we can certainly provide it. It's just not how we see, it's just not how we pay the bills. Okay. Um, and so I kind of want to use this time to chat about that a little bit within this business model. A lot of people do rely on personal training to pay the bills because they can charge more. So we could have less clients, but bring in more money per head through personal training. Um, and for our clients, it's good because not everybody knows what to do when they come into the gym. So if we can offer them personal training so that they can learn how to be successful in the gym, it's kind of a win-win. Um, why do you feel like that's not something that you can utilize to help pay the bills in the facility? I think it's it's something in an ideal world we'd like to do. I think the latent demand in the UK is different to the US. I lived in America for a number of years, so I, I, I kind of have some experience of it. Also, I've spoken to the... Um, franchisors in the US head office and things. I know how the anytime model works there where it's much more personal trainer led. The general, whether we're just less friendly people or I don't know what it is in the UK, but there is less demand for personal training. I think something like 25% of anytime fitness members in the US have personal training and it's about 5% in the UK. So it's just a much harder thing to push. The other thing that's hard to make it work on a numbers point of view as, as an operator, we have, um, we've tried employing personal trainers, but there seems to be, there's, there doesn't seem to be a happy balance because certainly over here, we employ a personal trainer and pay them a certain amount of money. And if they're full with clients, they're going to be wondering why they're not self-employed because they'd be earning a lot more as a self-employed personal trainer. If they're not got any clients, we're wondering why we're paying them because they're not really doing so any, any value. So it's a really hard balance to strike. Um, none of the anytime clubs have all the good operators I know in, this, in the UK have, have made it work. I know the UK head office are trying really hard to make it work. I'm just not convinced the UK is ready for it. I think the UK is behind America and I think it will come um, in, in, in time, definitely. I just think it's, I think it's a few years off over here. It's not through a lack of trying, um, but that's how we see it, yeah. Do you think that if you guys like advertise it more to your new members that it would be something that they'd be interested in because I feel like a lot of times especially for for me and my club like initially when I first started offering personal training I really wasn't like pushing it I wasn't advertising it It was just like on an 
as asked basis, if that makes sense. So like if somebody asked me, hey, do you have personal training? Of course, yes, we do. Um, but it wasn't something that I advertised to the members, to the new members, to the community. Is it something that you do advertise or no, not at all? We do. Our personal trainers are all still all self-employed. So they push themselves and we certainly don't get in their way. I mean, we're happy to we're happy to communicate out to the whole membership base. We advertise our cardio screens. We offer our members, every single person that comes to gets a free um, personal training session when they start their membership. So they get the opportunity to be put in front of a personal trainer, get a bit of a program going. It's then ultimately down to the personal trainer and um, and the client, if that's something that they want to continue doing or not. Some personal trainers are obviously better at it than others. Right. Um, yeah, it's um, that, that's where we are. So it's certainly not something we don't, we try to put the blockers on it. There's also a massive, I mean, a massive, cost there's there's a huge cost of living crisis taking place in the uk right now especially with what's going on with with energy and russia and things like that and getting people to pay their 39 pounds or what that'd be 45 dollars to 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 be a member's hard enough and getting them to pay another couple of hundred on top of that you you're just not going to hit a very big number of our members that's just the reality of it yeah. Yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. And I think that, you know, we have dealt with a lot of the same things here. Mm-hmm. Um, it just took a lot of time to kind of get to a point where it wasn't, it was something that we could focus on a little bit more, but kind of on the flip side here, you rely really heavily on memberships. That's what you guys mm-hmm. do. So talk to us about the different membership options um, that you have available at your locations. Yeah, so that's changed as well. I mean, historically, Anytime's been very much a 12-month contract. That's how you join. That's all there is. Very little in, they're very little in the way of flexibility with that. And, and again, I think a lot of that was from American, the sort of head office in America. They kind of dictate what happens. And they were really, really against the idea of us bringing in shorter contracts. But that's just where the consumer's going. People don't want to sign 12-month contracts anymore. So we still sell the 12-month contract kind of above and beyond most things. But we do offer the six-month and the one-month contracts as well at a premium price uh, we also offer obviously an annual prepaid membership so um like to think we've got quite a lot of flexibility in our contract once you sit someone down and you explain to someone it's more price beneficial for them to go on a 12-month contract um and it takes a fair bit of time to get fit and healthy or whatever you're trying to achieve most people go to 12 month anyway um it's nice that we've got that flexibility that we didn't have um a couple of years ago we didn't have it yeah, it is good to have that flexibility. I think that it helps kind of open up the market a little bit. Um, 12 month contract can be pretty intimidating for somebody who's new to health and fitness or new to being a member at a gym. So if they have an option there, so they don't have to choose that and maybe they can convert to that in the future, it's good. Um, okay, so you said in the facilities, you, out of the three, around 1,300, 1,400 members, is that where you'd like to be or is that where you're at right now at each location? Um, one of our clubs, so our newer club, Leatherhead's pretty much full. We, we couldn't really squeeze in more there if we, if we wanted to and yield's probably the only way we can go there um, to make that business more, more successful than it is. The other two, we did take a hit through the COVID pandemic. So we were up at kind of 1,400 members. We're down at kind of 1,200 there. So we really want to build back what we lost. Um, we don't have any desires to kind of have a factory run gym where we just have as many people in there as we like. We, we go in there at peak times. We, you know, we, we access usage numbers and we, we do try and keep it under control. We don't just want as many people in there as we can, but we can definitely house a few more people in our two older clubs that we're kind of working at at the moment. 
Yeah. So those two clubs that you are looking to kind of grow back to those pre-COVID numbers, get to that spot where you're comfortable, kind of talk about that growth process. What are you guys doing to find new clients for your clubs? So we're doing all the, all the kind of typical marketing routes that you'd go through. Um, so obviously the kind of social media activity, um, outreach, community outreach, all that stuff, which, which just never really ends because, because, we have to sell whether we're trying to grow or not. I mean, we lose 50, 60 members a month just through attrition. So we, we always have to be marketing. We always have to have our, our, our foot on a pedal. Um, a lot of it's been down to member uh, sentiment as well. So coming out of the pandemics, it was, even though we'd come out of a lockdown, there were still a lot of members that were just uneasy about returning at this point. I'm still talking to people now a year later who still don't feel happy but feel like they might be down the line so i think it will be a trickling effect to be honest i think it'll um i think we are growing back i mean we're, we're, we're sort of averaging about a net gain of sort of 15 20 members a month so we are getting there we're hoping through the autumn and into january which is our big month we can we're hoping by the end of january um we'll be more or less kind of back to where we were before all this fiasco started um pending any other lockdowns but yeah that, that's our plan really so it's it's kind of the, the marketing that we're doing anyway on top of the sort of trickling effect of members coming back as the confidence increases of them not being unsafe yep we are always going to have those members that want to come back especially post pandemic it's just they're going to come back in their own time um as long as we continue you know sending them emails and and whatever and they remember that we exist they're going to come back um, but in terms of, you know, finding new clients who were not a member at your facility in the past, you mentioned community outreach, you mentioned social media. So in today's industry, social media is the number one way for businesses to find new clients, right? Um, what does your social media presence look like? We try to make it look as kind of engaging and, and, and um, non intimidating as possible we, we try where we can not to kind of spend too much time appealing to people who are already gym goers because they don't really need much of an introduction we have those people anyway in our towns on, on the majority of the time we do we try to reach out to the people who are a little bit apprehensive about coming in i think one of the real big misconceptions about gyms and it's, it's something that kind of always well since i've started in the industry people kind of have them down as really um, unwelcoming environments. And I just don't experience that when I'm in there. I don't think, you know, I, I can completely see why certain people would be uh, intimidated or feel uncomfortable in there. But the reality is they have no need to be, in my opinion. People, nobody's judging anybody. Everybody's there just to do their own thing and to try and sort of work out and, and achieve whatever they're trying to achieve. So that's kind of a lot of what our social media tries to push, really. It tries to push that concept out into our communities where we are um, to try and explain that we are welcoming and we're not inclusive. Um, you know, sorry, we are inclusive. We're not exclusive. We're inclusive yeah. to everybody. And um, I think that's where sort of the engagement, we do that by kind of trying to create fun social media content um, and a lot of kind of engaging posts rather than just generic come in yeah. and join type posts. Is this all through like organic Instagram and um, Facebook approaches or are you guys doing like the paid advertising side of things? We do do some paid advertising. Um, we do do paid advertising. It's, um, it, it, it's we kind of do it, we, 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 we pick our moments. So there are times when we know we're gonna get an influx because it's just that kind of busy time of year where we, we'll, we'll give it a push. Um, we try to do as much of it organically as we can as well. Um, so 
frankly, some of it just depends on currently kind of how we're sitting and where we are and, and how much of a push we need to give it in a certain month or a certain quarter as well. Okay, I understand. Um, I think, you know, talking about the social media side of things is so valuable because there's a lot of people who are gym owners who aren't on social media as much as they should be. So um, it is a very, very, very valuable tool to help you kind of grow your business. Um, next question that I have for you here, Jack, is what would you consider to be your biggest business-related challenge? What's kind of a bottleneck, a bump in the road for you? And what are you working to do to kind of overcome that? Um, generally speaking, or like right now? Like that's, right that's, now. Yeah. What, what are you dealing with currently? Um, to be honest, it's cost of living. It's pretty, it's pretty it's pretty devastating at the moment over here. I mean, I, I, thankfully our clubs haven't been hit too hard with energy rise. I know, I know a couple of any time owners whose energy bills have gone from a thousand a month to 7,000 a month overnight, and they just can't absorb that much of a hike. And our government's kind of being a little bit stagnant about what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. So all that stuff, just ultimately that kind of thing is out of your hands, but it's definitely, it's it's a it's a big stress test on the business after the lockdowns, which were you know about as much of a stress test as you can have. Oh, the thing is, I mean, gyms have chewed all the fat off that they had anyway, and any 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 excess money or any any unnecessary spend was we kind of all got rid of it through the lockdown anyway. So there isn't anywhere else for us to to go other than probably make redundancies, which is the last thing we'd want to do. So that's from a, I think from a. Um, yeah, just, just just in kind of what's going to present the biggest challenge as a business, definitely that. Outside of the kind of initial cost of living crisis, which hopefully isn't going to last that long, I think it's just the general churn of members, which is just kind of we're always trying to kind of keep attrition as low as possible and bring in new people and just that constant wheel of how can you create different marketing content? How can you appeal to people in a different way because you've sold things to them a million times before and they've seen you a million times it's it's that kind of creating fresh approach i think which is um it's a constant challenge probably for every business out even you know even things outside the fitness industry but it's just um fresh fresh eyes and ears is always great you know i always find it really useful just just picking other people's brains who do it well um there's there's a lot of really good franchises in the uk who i'm lucky enough to know so i, I love picking the brains of people who who, who know things and it's, it's also once a year the conference um for any time in the uk there's normally some representation from america and it's always really interesting talking to talk i get snippets about how it is in america but i don't know it intimately so it's um it's always really useful there as well yeah i always think it's valuable to take any conversation that you can get with people in the industry even outside of the industry mm -hmm in different lines of business. Um, Cause there's always going to be something who doesn't, who knows something that you don't know <laughs> and that you could implement yeah. and use to make you and your business better. Um, so I really enjoy that little snippet that you shared there, but um, ultimately uh, the, the economy right now is challenging everywhere. Um, and the cost of living is high over here too. Um, crazy high in central Florida. Um, my question here is, you know, fitness is something that everybody needs. So how do you get like in your locations, how are you getting people to see that? Um, it's difficult because fitness is something that everybody needs, but it's also probably the first thing you cancel 
when your energy bills go up or if your you know, landlord wants another 300 quid a month or whatever it is, it's probably the first thing you cancel. So as an industry, I think it's something we always fight. Ultimately, it kind of is a luxury item or seen as a luxury item. People aren't going to, you know, stop their phones and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to not drive their cars. So it's kind of, it's the first quickest, easiest way someone saves on the household bills. So I think that's the, it, it, it's a battle against that for sure. I think that, um, I think the best, the best way to, the, I think the best way to stop or avoid that is by creating habits in people where it becomes a part of their life. And if that happens, then it will become an essential, not a luxury that they need to spend and they need to use. And I think that's where that kind of, um, PT based model that you guys have in America better than we do is, is certainly something that it's certainly an advantage. Um, you know, if, if you're getting real, um, if you're getting a kind of real personal relationship with your gym, then you're going to, you're going to be more engaged with it. You're going to see fitness results quicker and better. And I definitely think that that's kind of the best way to prevent people just saying, Oh, my bills have gone up. My gym's canceled. Yeah. Yeah, you have to help people see results. If people aren't seeing results, like they're not feeling better, they aren't, you know, gaining muscle, losing weight, toning up, whatever it is that they want to do. If they're not doing that, then they're going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to cancel the gym membership. I can probably just do this at home or, or whatever. How are you guys, like, what can you do at your facility to create that value um, for people so that they, they see it as something that is helpful? and something that will help them get the results that they want. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we try to, we try to engage with, I mean, there's, there's a core group of members who just don't need help and they, and they just, they know what they're doing and they come and they use your gym. There's also 30% of your members that just aren't going to use your gym. You know, you're signing up 700 people a year, 30% of them are going to use your gym. You can try and get hold of them, but they just don't. And then you've got that kind of middle ground. And it's the, I think those are the fundamental people. They're the ones who make or break your business, really. And it's engaging with those people. We do as much as we can in terms of engaging with them when they're not coming in. Um, they We do 90-day non-attendance calls. So we do 20-day, 30-day, um, and a 90-day non-attendance call. If we can get hold of them in one of those three calls, we offer a free personal training session to try and get them back in. I speak as a sort of, you know, I, don't, I kind of use the gym, but I'm not a gym average. I'm not an average gym user. So, I, you know, I know how easy it is to lose the habit. And I think, I think any, any one of your members that loses that habit of going in two or three times a week because life gets in the way are vulnerable. As a business owner, they're vulnerable to you because there's two or 300 of them at any given time, um, which sends your business into, you know, the red pretty quickly unless you can re-engage with them. Yeah, we call those our at-risk members. Mm. At my facility, I kind of have yeah. a spreadsheet that I have in the computer that's automatically tracked like when people check in to a class. And if somebody hasn't checked in for like five days, because we're CrossFit, so it's a little bit different than yours. Mm. If somebody doesn't come for five days, we consider them kind of at risk. And then it's like, what what can we do yeah. to follow up with this person and re-engage with them to get them recommitted um, so we don't lose because for us, like that's losing out on $199 a month um, if Definitely. they cancel and we yeah. need that. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's something that so, anytime, anytime fitness models really good at, obviously people fob in. So it's a 24 hour gym, but we, but we have people fob in 25, you know, we know, we know, you know, if you're a member, we know when you're in, we know how often you're in. Um, so it's really useful on that front. 
for us to sort of gain that access, we can then quickly see our at-risk members, our, our regular users and our sleepers that just aren't using us and don't answer our calls. And we just wait for them to cancel their direct debits, but there's not a lot else you can do when yeah. someone hasn't been in for six months and they're not answering the phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so final question, kind of supplement, we talked about the challenges. I want to ask you kind of like, goal question here if i could hand you a magic wand all your dreams all your goals for all three of your anytime fitness locations had come true um sprinkled some disney magic in there what would that picture look like for you for the three clubs um i think just to have them operating kind of at, at, at a capacity basis membership wise um and ultimately kind of getting to a point the, the, the kind of the mecca of, of, of an anytime club in the UK is having a waiting list because your attrition, you know, your, your demand for membership outweighs your attrition. Um, starting a month with a waiting list of 10, 15, 20 people um, who want to join takes all the pressure off the kind of hard selling that you have to do. And I think generally creates the, a, a, the nicest environment for a gym to be in. There's very few and far between in this country. <laughs> Anytime fitness clubs that get there or have ever been there, but that would certainly be the place where you'd want to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that you feel you really need to focus on right now to make that a reality for you and your businesses? I think pushing, um, it's, it's a real fine balance, you know, because our clubs have got fairly small teams and we, we, we want to, we want to, we need to push membership sales as hard as we possibly can but then you have to strike the balance in doing that and keeping members happy so it's kind of it, it's really just i think it's constantly playing around with that balance of you know there, there are some months where we just try and sell like for example a january month we're just trying to sell and get volume there's other months like october coming up over here we know we don't do that many sales in october so we try and flip our focus a little bit into being as engaging and and and, and welcoming as we can be to our current members by doing members days members nights things like that so it kind of depends a little bit on the time of year, um, kind of our approach to whether we're kind of going on a hard sell or if we're trying to kind of engage with our members as much as possible. It's really hard to do all at the same time because we have four or five full-time staff in each club. If we had double that, it would be easier, but obviously kind of the business model doesn't allow for it. Yeah. So just kind of making sure that your focus is in the right place, depending on the month. Um, that's very, very important. Um, last question, you know, I have for you is like, what's a word of advice that you wish somebody had told you before you um, bought these three clubs? Um, I think just, I mean, uh, franchisees who kind of approach me who are looking to open for the first time, it's, 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 it's a real challenge at first. Uh, it's going to cost you more money than you think it's going to cost you. It's going to take a lot more time of your time than you think it's going to take until you get them established. And it's just being prepared for that mentally, I think, is um, something that would help stand people in good stead when they do it. Um, so that's certainly something. Other than that, I think just pick the brains of people. You know, I mean, again, people often kind of um, get in touch with me and you know so people who are looking to have a club for the first time you know I'm more than happy to help and as is most people you know just don't be afraid to get in touch with people who have been doing it for a while and and pick brains of people because it's really really it's really key and you can really avoid some big mistakes really quickly yeah yeah that is very very important I know we already touched on it once but don't be so ignorant that you can't listen to other people's opinions on things because that's really what you know, ultimately can take you 
as like to the next level as a business owner. It's just com- networking with people, communicating with people, so vital. So thank you for bringing that up once more. Um, if our listeners are interested in following along for your journey, what is the Instagram, the Facebook, the website? Where can we go to follow you? So we have, um, well, our, all three gyms, uh, they have different um, Instagram, so it's Anytime Fitness Leather, Anytime Fitness Dorking, Anytime Fitness Barnum, and the Facebook page are all different. So we, we run the three gyms as independent businesses. Um, so yeah, those are the three different ways of finding us. Great. Well, I'm excited to follow along, Jack. Thank you for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, go ahead, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today are two special guests, a duo, Kingsley and David with Mamba Gym out of the UK. Gentlemen, what is going on? Happy Tuesday. How are you guys feeling today? Oh, JJ. Good. Yeah, I'm good, JJ, as well. Yeah, been in the gym this morning. And done some sessions, and yeah, so back home now, ready to do the podcast. There we go. There we go. We appreciate you being here, and we're excited to have you guys on. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty here of what you guys have going on with Mamba Gym, first, let's take a step back and give the viewers some perspective. So whoever wants to take a lead on this, go ahead. But I would say, how would you guys describe Mamba Gym and what you guys do in your own words? Go first, Dave. Yeah, um, well, well M- Mamba Gym is, is, uh, was created to enable um, the public to get a taste of combat sports, basically. Um, and our whole ethos and um, the whole idea of, about Mamba Gym is, um, is to produce quality um, combat athletes, uh, but at the same time to give the public who are not necessarily... Um, wanting to compete or, or um, uh, you know, be, be a top-level athlete um, to get a taste of, of combat sports um, without, without getting punched or, or choked. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. And so uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us, Dave. And let's kind of dive right into the, the basics here, right? Um, you know, how many members are you guys serving currently? I think last time we checked, I think it's about 450 members we currently have. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a mixture of adults and children. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so with that number, um, what would you guys say is the best method of getting new people through the door? Well, I think me personally, especially because we're a combat gym, is making the environment welcoming 
So then when people, because notoriously boxing gyms are quite intimidating places, people are reluctant to come in, but we've made an, and created an environment where people are willing to come in. They come in, they see it's a bit friendlier. It's not, you've got to fight everyone on your first day and things like that. So that makes a lot, that makes people more interested in coming into the gym. Definitely. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've also recently, um, recently changed uh, location. Um, so previously we were in an industrial estate and now we're on a high street. Um, so on the high street, obviously it's been a lot easier to get um, new members just, just through, through footfall um, where we didn't have that before at all. Um, so that, that's really added uh, a thing of added benefit. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think that's definitely a great point. I think it definitely serves you guys as well, right? I mean, you can just get that foot traffic naturally just off the street because they know that you're there. Um, and, 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 we're welcoming, so, and we're welcoming when, yeah. when they come. But, you know, we look like a welcoming gym. So, yeah, it alle alleviates that, uh, that intimidation factor, just like, like Kingsley said earlier. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And so let's say this, guys. I mean, let's say you guys are at 400 or so, 450. Let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you guys go? Um, I think we could definitely just keep, well, the bigger and bigger we get, we look at more units, other gyms and things like that. Um, I mean, the current facility has got a lot more capacity. I think we could definitely fill it out more. Um, yeah, I think so. What do you reckon, Dave? <laughs> yeah but yeah we definitely can i mean we could we could and i guess it's the, the same with with all gyms isn't it, it it's um uh, membership doesn't necessarily translate into capacity um so so we could we could comfortably double our our our, our membership um but obviously you know at, at that point you may start looking at capacity issues um even though the gym, our gym is quite quite large, and, and yeah, we've got good capacity. We want we want to give quality training, so um, there's always that balance. Yeah. But we could we yeah. could we could com we could comfortably we could comfortably double or I mean, if you look at our our membership compared to yeah, we're not necessarily getting 450 individuals for on a weekly basis. Um, so, so yeah, we, we could double or even treble our membership um, and wow. still have, as, well, yeah, because, because people don't always attend. And we've got a, a range of different memberships from one a week, one session a week to unlimited, right? So, um, you know, we, and, and lots of different sessions on during the day. So we can accommodate um, more people uh, comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love what you said there, David, by not trying to jeopardize the quality experience just for quantity. I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong. We don't hate money, but we love helping people here too right? at the same time. You know, I see you obviously want to get more people through the door, um, but for, for the right reasons, right? Because they actually want to make a difference and then fit that that community, right? That, that, that culture that you guys have built. So I love the explanation there, David. I want to ask you guys a little bit of a longer-winded question here, but a good question in itself. If you need me to repeat anything with this question, just let me know. But um, it kind of serves us well with what we've been discussing here. So, you know, what we have been discussing and what we prominently use in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business, right? It's going to be your lead generation, which is just your marketing, right? Getting people through the door. Your acquisition, which is your sales, which is 
getting somebody from being an interested client to a paying client. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients locker, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you guys feel like you could improve the most? I think we're, we're, we're very good at re retaining clients. I think once we've got yeah. clients through the door, they realize that it's, it's a good product. We're, we're a nice gym. We're welcoming. They're learning actual skills as well. They're not just kind of hitting the bag and that's it. They're actually learning boxing skills. Some lads are learning to compete. I don't think we have an issue with retention. I think, especially being a boxing gym, going back to that kind of in people are a bit skeptical about coming into the gym. I think that's maybe where we struggle a bit is kind of getting people in the door, seeing it and kind of trialing a session. Once they've done the session, we don't really have an issue with retaining clients. We've got clients that have trained with us since the beginning and they still do train with us. Yeah. I think, I think this, this, the marketing as well, we could probably do better at. Um, mm. And we, we are, we are looking at that as well. But as Kingsley says, in terms of, in terms of retention, because our, our clients, our members are on that journey of, of learning rather than just working out. Um, you know, it, it really does help with, with, with the retention. Um, because we, we, like I say, even though these guys aren't going to compete necessarily, the majority of them won't compete. Um, they are learning real skills. But what, what has happened, which we've noticed recently, Dave, is where we're teaching these people the skills of actual boxing. They now want to start testing themselves. So we're getting guys that uh, you would never have thought would want to compete, but now they're learning the skills and they're, 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 they're sparring and they're getting involved with it a bit more. A few of the guys that you wouldn't have thought of us approaching me and Dave now and asking, I just think you could match us up for that show. Do you think you could get us on that card? And then, and, and I think that's from learning proper boxing skills. They want to test it and they want to see if it's, if it's actually working in a real scenario. Mm. Wow. Definitely. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to have. That's awesome. That's actually, I never realized that. It's, a, it's so, it's just such a different world where you have the, uh, the regular fitness gyms where right? you have your, your combat sports where it's like, this is, we go to the next level of it. And there's like, you, you know, you kind of hit this peak where you're like probably one of the biggest guys in the gym, but here it's like, Oh, I'm going to go fight. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And they want That's to test, awesome. especially with the jujitsu guys as well. They're, they're that similar sort of thing. They want to get out on the mats and compete and put their put the tools yeah. to the test and see if it actually works. Might as well, yeah. right? Might as well. You've like, been doing it for so long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they need to. And it, when they arrange fights or matches or whatever it may be, they then have to step up their training. They have to take it a bit more seriously. They have to watch their diet. So it now becomes a whole other thing. Whereas before they were just going to the gym, hitting a bag and stuff. Now it's like, oh, like, this is a bit more serious. I'm going to have to maybe have a fight with someone in two weeks' time or three weeks' time or whatever it may be. Yeah. So it adds another yeah. level of intensity to the, to the training and their focus. Yeah. Yeah, such a great point there. Such a great point. And I, I'm going to – I got two more questions for you guys. Two more. Two favorite questions. Number one, what's the bigger picture for you guys long-term? I know you guys just got a new location. Let's say five years, ten years down the road. What are you guys really trying to accomplish with the facility? Um, well, well, domination. I go to every gym in the country. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, no, but I think it's 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 twofold, isn't it? I mean, me and Dave have had these chats before. It's to produce champions, as in boxing champions, um, and to produce fighters that are representing the gym 
and showcasing our abilities as coaches, like through our boxers, and then obviously to open up locations kind of everywhere. <laughs> mm. So yeah, we, de- we definitely we, we, we've definitely got expansion ambitions. Um, but as Kingsley says, we, we want to retain the quality, and, and that, that's very important to us. Is 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 the quality of you know our our, our legacy and where where we come from as, as trainers and, and, and Kingsley uh, more as a fighter um, is, 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 is a great story, right? And we, we want to make sure that anyone representing Mamba Jim uh, and, and, uh, from, from a boxing point of view, definitely, especially, um, is, is top quality, right? And, and we're putting top quality guys out uh, and we want to create champions. And that's... Um, yeah, we believe we can do that and scale that to a certain point, and we want to reach that point um, without without diluting the um, uh, without diluting the quality of the of, of the fighters. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think that's such a great point, and that's so unique to you guys. And I think you guys do have what's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I have not seen a combat sport gym with over two hundred members ever. So. You guys are one of the first I've seen at this rate. So you guys, I mean, I think world domination is definitely on the radar, David. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, awesome, guys. I have, I have one more question, but I think uh, I want to hear both your perspectives on this, if that's okay. And I'm, I want to be I'm curious to see if it's the same response or maybe two different responses here. So uh, I'll explain it in a unique way, if you will. It's basically an advice question, but you know, if you guys could go back in time to 2016 when you guys first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Uh, for me, it'd probably be just stick with it. I mean, even though sometimes it's tough, it kind of all keeps working. It's, it works its way. If you're, if you're turning up, and you're turning up at the gym and you're working hard and you're, you're showing your face and you're in the gym, the results will speak for themselves and you'll produce results. Um, but kind of, yeah, maybe consistency. It's probably keep consistent. Because I heard a few, when I first started doing it, I was hearing stories of trainers and stuff. They wouldn't show up for, they wouldn't show up for one-to-ones or they wouldn't show up for a class. And so they're canceling classes here and they're doing this here. That doesn't build a brand. That doesn't build consistency for people's training. It doesn't, People are not getting any routine in their life, but then you're just always going to lose out. Whereas if you keep consistent, keep on kind of keep on trucking along, the results will, will, will come. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I think my view is similar, but it sounds contradictory, but it's not because consistency is key. Absolutely. Um, but the one thing that we are now starting to do that has taken us a while to really get to grips with is, is not being scared to change things when they're not working. Um, and, you know, we, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we are very, you know, we're, we're very um, passionate about providing services and, uh, and classes to, 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 uh, to our members. Um, but sometimes, you know, a particular new class might not work or what have you, or time slots might need to change. And, you know, I, I think historically we were quite reluctant to, to, to change. 
um, because not because nothing other than that we're doing this and we're offering a, a service and we want to be consistent. But the business side of things, um, I think we've realised, um, not realised, but we've 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 uh, we've been less afraid to change things up. So since we've moved to our new premises, we're a lot uh, a lot more likely to try new things. And if they're not working, get rid of them. Um, and 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 keep trying. But but as Kingsley says, through through the core through that, throughout that is a consistent set of classes and offerings to our members that they know they're going to get um, day in day out. There you go. So mine Dave, would be, was... don't be afraid to change. Yeah. That was a mic drop of an answer. I'll tell you that, Dave. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, guys, if you have any Facebook, Instagram, website, shout it out now, please. Let people know where can they find out more about you guys and the facility. Uh, so we've got an Instagram, which is probably our most active page, and that's just Mamba underscore Jim. And it's the same for the Facebook as well. Uh, yeah, they'll probably be the best ways for people to get out of the gym and look us up and see what we're doing. Awesome. Awesome. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. If you guys don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, I just want to let know how you can get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. I just want to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yes, thank you. Yep. Thanks, and yep, no problem. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Layla from Faithful Fit out of Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me here. I'm super excited to have you here and to learn more about your fitness business, what you're doing, how you do it, all the good, the bad, the ugly. But before we really dive into the business side, give us kind of a brief backstory here. What was it ultimately that led to you opening up this fitness business? Well, what led me to open uh, Faithful Fit, it's really the need in the community with the mental health. Um, I look at working out as 
part of as something that is a tool that can teach us a lot about life um, and a good well, wellness tool to get individual in the same place, to get strong <laughs> physically, um, mentally. And uh, Faithful Fit does have the component of faith. Um, every, every training, we end with a prayer. If I don't, they will ask. <laughs> Sometimes I try. Yeah, uh, to see you know where people are at and then not praying. They're like, so we're not praying today. <laughs> so that is that part of uh, praying, which is part of the spirituality to have us stronger. Absolutely. So kind of combining a few different things here and giving people like this really like spiritual experience with their health and their wellness. That's so important. Um, so you know now you have the facility itself give us kind of your elevator pitch of who you are, the services that you provide at your facility. So Faithful Fit provide like group trainings. Um, we provide uh, in the group training, it runs Monday to Friday. Um, we have um, strength training, metabolic. Uh, we have glutes because I have a bunch of women. All they want is glutes and legs these days. Uh, <laughs> um, we, um, and we have semi-private trainings uh, where there's more individualized. Uh, mm -hmm. People come with their own goals and in their own strength. So we start them. Uh, we have the work, uh, workout program, but we start them at the level of strength and then um, teaching them forms and then uh, so on. And that can base from strength training to some, some might be working aside on their conditioning and then forms. Um, we do have like... Um, uh, private training as well, one-to-one. -one. Um, if um, I keep it open for people to build their own team as well uh, with uh, mm -hmm. private training. Um, but the semi-private, there's a steady schedule that we run uh, from a Monday to Friday, different times. Gotcha. So bread and butter really is the, the, group, the group training. That's kind of like the big part of, of what you do. Um, so kind of with that, um, how many group classes do you have going a day? So the group training, it's only one. It's, it happens okay. at 6 p.m. Um, that, that's the class that started uh, during COVID. Um, it's, a, it's a good time for especially parents. Most of the families mm -hmm. that I serve, they are mothers and they work. So that's a good time for a lot of them. So that's the time that we chose. Um, that's why I have the semi-privates that's a little bit a smaller group. It happens early in the morning, 6 a.m. For those who likes to get up early, uh, we have 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. But mostly the 6 p.m. seem to be the, um, the, the, the larger group. Uh, we do run semi-private five as well. And the reason why they are semi-private is because people are less available at that time. 6 p.m. is the time that most I have all okay. the moms. <laughs> okay so I guess like the bread and butter really is the semi-private then because you have more semi-privates going on throughout the day and what I love so much about the semi-private model is you still get that kind of private training experience um, you still get that one-on-one -on -one attention from the trainer but you get to work out alongside your friends and who doesn't yes. love having somebody next to them that they can kind of compete and banter with because I know that that motivates a lot of people um yes. so that's really cool um are you the only trainer at the facility or do you guys have other trainers that that work for you right now it's um I and my husband Albert um we coach together um he jumped into my dream <laughs> he's very supportive uh and he decided to jump in the loop um because it's a family place we would like to create a community 
Um, we have children of our, uh, of our own and um, we found a place that's like five minutes from the house um, because nice. we want to teach people wellness and I didn't want to teach you wellness and while I'm breaking down, breaking apart with my family as far as wellness is more than physical mind and the spirit is the financial. Mm -hmm. So I would say like some areas, there's some struggle, but as far as our family, it's very stable. Um, me and him able to manage um, how this time you coach and this time I keep, I'm with the kids and in the evening, the kids, that's their home, that they there. Um, I think in the future, they're going to be future coaches. <laughs> they're yeah, always yeah. there. Um, there's a space there for them, um, you know, and that's, we get to help them and then they get to, to see the role model. And um, mm -hmm. I, I really believe in the fact that they get to see what we're doing, get to see what we practice and more than me trying to tell them what to do. Um, and I think that as they grow into that environment, that that will be them learning how to take care of themselves and their wellness as well. Yeah. Okay. So this really is a family kind of business right now. You and your husband, yes. your kids are even involved. Um, so with, with that being said, you know, that, uh, my next question here is like, since semi-privates are kind of what you guys do, big bulk of what you do, how does a membership work? Do your clients pay for per session? Do they pay for a pack of sessions? Kind of how does, how do you guys work that out in your business? They pay um, a package. Um, if um, I normally don't take a per class, if, if they do is um, most people want to pay for a package because the price is more reasonable. They get that discount um, and then it gets encouraged them to continually come in and then keeping a commitment. I really believe in discipline and then um, in, in showing up like uh, as you schedule yourself, if you say three times, it's three times, four times, four times. I, I like people to learn that stability. Um, I'm a lot on teaching them how to create a good habit so they can level mm -hmm. up the bad habits. So it's like consistency um, it, it's part of what I coach. So, um, I always ask them like, you know, if you, if you're going to try, you can have a free trial. If, um, you know, you want to, uh, something to, you really want this transformation. You want to commit at least two, three months. Most of my members been there since I opened, um, and some of them was with me be, uh, during COVID. Um, most of them was with me during COVID. So they've been very committed and, and going on and, and they're very supportive of each other. What I love the most about it is how the relationship they're able to create there, the positive environment. So it's like as a new member come, like you said, they able to train beside friends and then it's like they're in different levels, which encourage the other person to say, hey, I want to be strong like this. So how do I mm -hmm. get there? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned in there that you do class packs because you really want to hold your members accountable. You really want them to stay motivated to hit whatever goals that they have. And I love that mindset. Um, when we do a pay per class model and we're not having our clients make commitments to themselves, we're doing them a disservice. And a lot of gyms out there, they say, Hey, you can just pay per class, come whenever you want. But if we're not holding them to that commitment to themselves, people slack off. They need that extra push. And um, we want nothing more than to see our clients reach their goals. Um, and then that time, feels really I, good. Like, I look at time as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know the community where I serve is, you know, if, if you committed in, um, I was bad with being on time, right? So, and, mm -hmm. I, and I noticed how this served, it was doing me a lot of 
uh, bad in my life. And then it's like, I, and I, I don't know, I learned to too that to certain people is disrespect, right? And then not only that, I'm not doing you a favor, um, I'm kind of teaching you to, in other areas of life when I'm teaching you there at the gym. So it's like, mm-hmm. be on time, mm-hmm. let's be on time. I give people two minutes of <laughs> grace and then I get going. I say two minutes, okay, it's past two minutes, okay, then I get moving, right? Um, and when, once they come, it's like just finding a strategy of talking to people. Um, I know that different people, for example, that walk into my gym, I pay attention, observe a lot how you present, you present mm-hmm. and then how to approach you about your time where, you know, when to approach and say, hey, you know, because I want to encourage you and I want you to make sure that you know that if you're consistently late, you are consistently late in other areas of your life. So then you find troubles in other areas. So it's like, if I'm trying to teach 100%. you wellness, I want to coach you in that too. Yep. A hundred percent. Great, great points there. Um, we have to teach people, I think like more than just the fitness element, like it's kind of full rounded, um, everything that we do, but you know, my next question here is in terms of clients, how many clients are you guys, you know, training right now? What does that look like? Right now, I would say that we are um, low. <laughs> we are about probably, I haven't checked this, probably about 31. Um, okay. and, and I see it um, financially, for example, in that part, um, which is the part that I didn't think too much. Like they did advise me when I was trying to open a physical place. Like, you sure you don't want to keep it online because you're doing well? And I was like, no, nah, I want to go and, and, and take the leap of faith. Um, so at this time, like I could say, um, I am sacrificing for a dream myself. Um, you know, I, I, my, my husband, I make sure that he gets paid because I, I am a social worker. I am actually going to go into work as I um, get off here with you. So um, there's, like I was telling um, your colleague, there's many times, a couple of times that I thought about, maybe I should close and just go virtual. But then I have these people that have been committed and they have created these habits. They have followed the steps to stay well. And as I have taught them, so it's like, it's not just about me anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then the dream is to grow into something bigger. So. Um, I take the advice uh, from, I, I, I'm actually just reading this book. It's called um, The Wealthy Gardener. And what he said, he said, if you're not um, committed to work for free for your dream, you're not worth the success. So I was like, ha. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I got that. Go I got that. And I think like starting out, like, you know, it's it's okay to to work for free, but I want you to know like, it doesn't always have to be like that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, your, your dream, um, it's going to become a reality. It's going to support you in, in all aspects of your life. It just takes like a little bit to kind of kick that off and get that going. And it sounds like with 31 clients, you're not quite in that spot where you feel like you've hit your ceiling. Right. Um, so kind of talk to us about what that growth process looks like. How are you guys going to find new clients? How are you going to grow? Walk me through what, the, what your thoughts are there. So like we had to jump in with getting um, someone to really put in some work on our website and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. doing the marketing that way. Um, and the next step is really jumping into the community more. Um, I would like to have more diverse. Um, I know that it tends like uh, I'm a woman and then it's like more woman. It's like, oh, this is a woman. No, it's not a woman's gym. 
Um, and just, um, I think like um, w- the next step that I was looking to is like more walk into the community. Um, I know we had like, when we first started, we had a lot of members. Um, I know price in the community where we are is a problem for a lot of people. And that's why the, um, the members went down and then the capacity that we can take as well. So um, that's a big thing right there um, is the capacity. So that's the next goal is to, is to jump in into a bigger space. Um, hopefully the same price of rent we pay where we at, the location where we at is pretty expensive and for the space we pay. So um, the next step is uh, looking into somewhere on the lower base, you know, um, more spacious, because I know that's why we lost, we lost a lot of members. We, the community know us, they know we're there. And the people that I'm trying to serve, um, I think there's some lack of funds in their own area. So if I have, I had to bring the price up to bring quantity over quality because, you know, um, I mean, quality over quantity. So if I have a bigger space and I can drop the price down, um, I would definitely meet the, the number where I would like to be where I'm serving more people and I'm able to give them the space and then able to meet the, 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 the bills and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can make it. And then there was like, um, a lot of, I, I didn't take no loans. So it's like a lot of the money that is coming in was going towards my equipment that I purchased. So, um, I'm hopeful. I know that I have, like, I understand the process and then there's those things that need to be met before I can, hit the place where um, I can say I'm comfortable. And it's, um, it, it is a family right now, but that's not where I would like to stay. Um, my hope is that I will bring more people in and then um, less of me, <laughs> honestly. Um, I would like yeah. to really teach more of the mental health part um, into the facility and then have that that's part of the component that we have in the side. Um, so that's why I went back into the field so I can get my license and I would like to have other people coaching, um, instead of me. I don't want people to say, cause they go there for me, but I don't want them to go there for me. I want them to right. know that there's other coaches, there's other experience, there's other, that, that it's okay to have them, that different coach style, style, that it's okay Absolutely. to receive that service from somebody else. Yeah. 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 That's very, very important. Um, and you know, we talked, you touched on a lot of things there, but I, one question that sparked for me was, you know, you mentioned there that you would like eventually to get a bigger space. Um, the space that you're in right now, what's the square footage? Ooh, I can't remember from the top of my mind, but we are divided into two sessions. Uh, one, I would say probably like, if I'm looking at reasonable people with a space <laughs> we're looking at 15 in that area where I run the group class I had more than 15 there uh, at some point you know we squish in there and then because it's mostly kettlebell but I like to have space because with kettlebells um their safety you know so I can't I don't I don't want to put too many people in the same room and then we have the other area that I would say um we do mostly of the lifting and then squatting and the heavy weights there so if if I would bring some of those walls down, we can meet it and then bring the office down. We can have the space that I want. But like I said, my children come first. So that, that space is there so at this point. <laughs> at this point, it's like, hey, you have to deal with the number that you have to. Now, um, if we are able to meet on the, uh, more of the outreach and have more members to come mm-hmm. during the day, because it's quiet during the day um, and have mm-hmm. more personal training happen, more semi-private training happening, then that space is fine. 
um, mm -hmm. but it, that we it's it's getting to that population that is that's taking that have that break and they want to work out between the break or have different schedules they want to work out during the day. Um, so after nine o'clock until like five, it's quiet. So mm -hmm. um, it's more. I, I'm looking at that. Some of the lack that we have is on marketing. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it is a possibility to get more people in. Like with only 31 clients right now, there's definitely room, no matter how small you are, to kind of fit more people in on the day to day. And we all have those quiet times in our gym. For us, it's like from 11 until three. We don't really have anything going on unless we use it for like personal training or something like that. So definitely, kind of understand where you're coming from there. In terms of like reaching people in your community. What sort of things have you done to find them? I do most of my uh, reach out being um, via social media. Um, people okay. know me through social media, so it's been Instagram Ooh. and in Facebook. Um, I Ooh. did put out some flyers at some point and Ooh. mouth to mouth. That's all it's been. It's been really just because they hear me talk. I do lives, um, so I, I I do. I notice that more. The more I come, you know, if I I'm trying to be more consistent now. Sometimes I'm like I don't want to be live, but when I do that, I do notice that members that I do have people that drops in or say, hey, I want to do this. Um, there's a not there's a lot of need of encouragement. Um, there's a lot of mental health issues going on right now, in the, which is being a block for a lot of people to work out. Um, it's like oh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. So it's like. I noticed that when I go out and talk about how to get out of that, that, that depression or the anxiety or taking that leap of faith and say, hey, let me start today, um, I do see people coming. Um, there, I feel that there's need of more of um, introduction, walking in um, mm -hmm. door to door and in, uh, putting in flyers and introducing ourselves. Yeah. Um, especially okay. like in our area. Like I noticed mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even know we're there. Unless they're on social media, they don't know we're there. Yep. So I think I want to say a couple of things here. Props to you for being on social media because in 2022, that is the way to grow your business is through social media. So you're doing something right. That's awesome. Um, there's so you'd be surprised how many like gym owners that I talk to who don't utilize social media at all. So that's awesome that you're doing that. Now, in terms of like word of mouth and going door to door, like going door to door costs time. And it sounds like you don't have a whole lot of time in your schedule right now. You're a busy mama. Yeah. You work full-time job and you run a gym. Um, and yeah. so with that, like we don't get a guaranteed return on that investment, right? We can go hand out flyers and we don't know if any of those people are actually going to convert. We have no way of actually knowing that. But yes. with social media, we can utilize that organically and we can also do like digital advertisement on those platforms to reach the targeted audience that we want. You can target the people that you want. Um, so with, with your social media, how many like new inquiries for, for members do you get every week? Um, right now, like, um, when I run the ads, I mm. notice I get more, uh, leads. Um, like you said, like time's been a little bit crazy for me. And I noticed like, I get some glitch on uh, my Facebook, like to run the ads. Um, so I have to go through my website. Um, today I actually noticed that it's saying that I need to, um, there was something that says that ads is not running, but I, I've been noticing getting like, um, I would say weekly three or four leads, um, that I could call, um, with Facebook when I do like, um, lately I've been trying to come on every Monday and then when I do, I get at least one lead, one or two, um, you know, who wants to hop in. 
I do notice that when people, people just, it's like, it takes them time. It's like, they come in and be like, I want it. But then it takes them like a couple months to like actually walk in. Um, they need a lot of encouragement. Um, and sometimes it's like, uh, I'm trying to get my, um, Albert to be more on that part, like to do more mm-hmm. of that. Because for example, he's one of those coaches that's not on social media. He doesn't like social media. But, and then if I had more of his time that he has, it's like, listen, you need to be on social media. You need to be out here because they know me, but they don't know you. So, um, that's something that I'm working on, getting him more on social media. There's a, a pros for it. There's the, the cons. Like, you know, he feels he's more uh, less on his phone anymore with the kids. Than I am. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. if he can get out there and, and, and bring in more of, like, um, the diverse of males, for example. Um, yeah. I noticed that people are influenced through social media right now. And that's what mm-hmm. I've been talking to him about is, like, Unfortunately, I, that's where it's, it's hidden. Um, all of the people you see here, they follow me because they, they see me on social media. I'm showing them a little bit of me, um, not just as a fitness, but as a mom and, and as the other part. So that's where it influenced mm-hmm. them to want to come in. So it's, um, it's encouraging him because you don't want to push people into doing something that they don't want to do, but it's like encouraging him. And then also I think there's a discomfort of how uh, to do like, uh, for example, read, or if you're not too much on social media, you have hard times with uh, uh, managing those things, but it's, it's encouraging him a little bit more um, mm-hmm. to be out there so we can get more of the males walking in and then um, mm-hmm. he increased, like, for example, the numbers in the, in the trainings that he do. Yep, absolutely. So I, w- I like to ask this last question. It's a little bit more loaded, so take it as you will, but if I could hand you a magic wand and all your dreams, all your goals for Faithful Fit had come true, what would that picture look like for you? So it would be a space where you have one part of the, 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 the fitness, you would be receiving uh, counseling. And then one mm-hmm. part would be where you'll be doing your uh, fitness and in, in getting physically um, strong and then learning uh, there the discipline of training. And then the other part, I will have a, a room where it's quiet. Where, um, because even though um, I follow the 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 I follow the Bible, the Christian faith. Um, I receive and welcome all type of faith. Uh, I would say a room that is kind of empty and quiet where people can have a quiet time and meditate and um, practice um, whatever they practice for their faith um, to, to bring them into alignment. Um, I believe that body, mind, and spirit needs to be aligned so you can be totally feeling well so you can target the other part of your wellness, which is financial, you know, intellectual and all the other ones um i i think and i believe and i know it as far as my own experience that when your mind and your body and spiritual you align you are an individual who's not too easily to be shaken and broken down things Mm -hmm. can come but you know okay when do i pick back up um oh i don't feel like showing up to the gym today i feel i don't feel motivated but oh i know why i need to go um and it's not just your your will driving you of like oh I need to get fit, but it's like, why do I need to get fit? Or why do I need to be at this gym? Um, if you're someone who's struggling with uh, depression or any other mental mm-hmm. health, like, why do I need to be there? Oh, I don't feel like it, but I, I'm going to show up because this is why I'm going there. Right. Yeah. Um, so just kind of continue to grow that um, the mind, the body, the spiritual side, all of it, the faith. Um, and, and create a safe place for people to come in and be able to yes. get in a workout. And it sounds like, you know, you do want to grow this to a point where 
it is a little bit more stable um, for, for you, for, for Albert, for the kids. Yes. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see that happen for you. What is a social media page? Where can our listeners go if they want to follow you online? So um, on Instagram, I have, uh, it's called Faithful Fit uh, slash Walk With Purpose. Um, and we have Facebook, we have the same, um, but most people follow me on Leila Dos Santos on Facebook. Um, that's my personal page. That's where most of my members are. So most of the time over there instead of my business page. Um, so that's where you can find me. And we have a website is www.faithfulfit.com. Um, it's faithful with two L. Um, so that's where you can find us. You can also message us there through the website. Um, I normally get the message right away from there as well. Awesome. Easy enough. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, it was truly a pleasure learning about Faithful Fit. Um, and listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.